What's good, beautiful people? It's your King Skazoo and Cole. And welcome to Tea Time Podcast. Hey, smooth like butter, baby. <laughs> <laughs> welcome <laughs> back, we should say, really. No, for real, though, because it's been, what, by the time we dropped this, it would have been three weeks. Yeah, life has just been life, though, do you oh, know what I mean? Life has been life on the next level, man, shit. For real, like, every day I'm actually just tired. So tired, and I, I know I've done nothing all day. I don't know why I'm tired. No, but this is the thing, though. Doing nothing is very exhausting. Like, I've, yeah, I've been doing nothing at work for the past, <laughs> solidly for the past week. It's gotten so bad that I no longer have to go into the office apart from a Tuesday. So I've gone from three oh. days in the office to one day because I had to make them realise, hello, I'm here, but I'm not doing anything. Why am mm. I here? Cole, I felt so flipping. I felt like... I don't know. It, it was a mixture of emotions. Thursday, I've gone into work. I had about an hour's worth of work. Mm. About eleven o'clock, I've messaged my my manager. Like, you got it. like I've messaged the other lady. Like, oh, you you know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that for you. And then she messaged me. Says, oh, ask my line manager. She's got anything for me to do. I go ask my line manager. My line manager tells me to go ask the person that sent me to ask for if she's got something. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Like, I don't know if the, the listeners are caught up on this. I don't know if I had mentioned it, but it's very evident that I'm going to be made redundant because they do not have use for me anymore. Mm. Because the contract has been cancelled with the people we were working with. So I'm definitely yeah. going to be made redundant. So life has been laughing because now I have to start looking for a new job. I've only been here for five months, for goodness sake. Yeah, it hasn't been long at all. No. And I was so happy when I started the job. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'll probably be something else anyway. Something where you actually get to work and then you'll miss not working. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens in it. But, yeah, we're we're sorry, people, but... Life Life is just... (laughs) Yeah, life has been a lot. I mean, we we had Black Pride in between that. We had... Clink, clink. Yeah. We just had a lot of... Just a lot, man. A lot of things. And the weekend of Black Pride, I had, like, a tattoo, birthday party, came home late, then had to Mm. go to Black Pride, left Black Pride, like, kind of pissed because my girlfriend's phone got stolen. And it's been... It's been a lot. Outside is not going to see me. I'm not even going to Carnival anymore. Really? Why? No, I'm not going. Don't want (laughs) to. Honestly, I don't want to go. I don't want... No, I'm not outside him. I'll be inside of my house. Furthermore, on that day, I think we're going to go to the Botanic Garden and have a picnic. Yeah. Like, fuck that, it, I'm I mean, not... That's probably better than Carney, to be fair. Honestly, I'm not going to Carnival, man. Everyone's like, oh, why, why, why? No, you're not going to find me there, sorry. But Carnival's not like a queer event anyway. No. So that's more hassle within itself not queer friendly so that's already a lot yeah that's already do you know what i mean that's already not worth leaving your house for but people let the people go enjoy but me i'm gonna be at the botanic garden having a picnic (laughs) yeah i get that okay i mean and also it feels like bad luck going outside like the last two times that we've gone out (laughs) on a sunday 
it's been it's been a madness. I don't want to deal with another bad Sunday because even though we ain't gone nowhere today, Carney on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday and Monday. Sunday is usually what they say family day, and then Monday is like everybody kind of thing. But oh, kids okay. go to both. Kids go to Monday, the Sunday and Monday. So, but okay. I don't know. Sunday is meant to be more family. Is there a bank holiday? Yes. When is it? Monday. The Monday. No, as in like what date? Um, thirtieth. Oh. Twenty ninth. Twenty ninth then, yeah. Yeah, Carnival's twenty nine and thirty. Thirtieth, yeah. Oh, see, I thought it was a little bit later into September, but it's no, not. sorry, twenty eight and twenty ninth is Carnival because the thirtieth. Oh. So the weekend coming up then. Yeah, the week. Yeah, yeah. Next weekend. <sighs> I have too much to do that weekend. I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, life is really life in. But I mean, on the bright side, we have a guest, guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone. We, 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 brought the... you a, we brought you a guest today. Yeah. But hopefully that makes up for our absence, boy. Technically, we brought you two guests, but I mean, one can't technically talk. So, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> with the with the guests that can talk, like to introduce themselves. Uh yeah. Uh, my name is Tanias. Uh, little man's name is Zanias. I am, as they call, a seahorse dad. I mean, for the folks that don't know, the seahorse dad is the trans man that had carried a baby the whole nine. Well, in my case, nine and a half months because he decided to come at his time late. Um, I'm thirty one years young. And I'm a Capricorn. I've been yes. I've been transitioning almost six years. Come September, it'll be six years. Okay. Oh. Nice. Um, what 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 are your pronouns? I go by he him pronouns, and I'm my son's father. Even though I carried him, yes, I'm still his father. Damn Skippy. Damn. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm actually so excited for this episode. Like. You know when you you just hear about things, but you've never actually had a conversation with like a seahorse dad. So for me, mm. I'm like quite stoked about this. And I was telling Marcella, and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to listen to this episode." Yeah. Um. But yeah. So um, how do you identify if you label yourself at all? Like you know, some people don't label their sexuality. But um, how would you say like if you were to put yourself in a box, where would you categorize yourself? Able, it would be what pansexual. Okay. But I'm, I, I've never really, I don't per se do the whole labeling thing. But I mean, outsiders look at it and they look at it as pansexual. But I just go for heart minded. So honestly, gender really has when it comes to, um, date. Well, I mean, te- well, dating wise, I date women. But I mean, when it comes to just messing around, I mean, gender really has no role. But I prefer to date a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tried it, don't like it. COVID was at its high last year. Now, so that was like my first time trying anything. Cause I was like, before last year, it was only women. But I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna die. At least I can go to my grave saying I tried it all. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, sometimes you've just gotta try everything before you know what you like. Unfortunately, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point, you know. Like I am gonna die. Let me just see. <laughs> but I don't. I got in the make out the whole ordeal, but nah, it's not my forte. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I mean you said you started transitioning six years ago, was it? Um yeah. how how did like friends and family take that? I really don't know. I never really asked anybody's opinion. I mean, uh, when, <laughs> I, when I let me know, it was Facebook. Okay, I go by Tanias. It would be he, him. And I mean, it's either you with it or you're not. And I mm. never validation or how anybody felt. Um, I'd already lost a good set of like family before I had even transitioned anyways. So pretty much okay. everything in my corner was already accepting of whatever I did. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Um, when you when you came out though, did you come out to everyone on Facebook, or did you come out to some people face to face as well? No, it was just on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. To be fair. <laughs> I love that. I I love like, that so much. <laughs> well, like with work, I did work was like the only thing. Like I went to HR or whatever. My supervisor, uh, this I'm going by. He, him, now, the name changed. So, mm -hmm. People I came out to, I guess, per se, like face-to-face. -face, but everybody else bumped in people. It's on Facebook. Yeah. And then like, if they didn't suddenly so see my Facebook and they were to call me my previous name, then I just say, hey, this is he, him. Obviously, you didn't see my post. And this is what I go by. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, that kind of also leaves no room for people to say anything anyway. Because it's like... I've really made the decision. What can you possibly say to this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get anybody's influence because I don't mm. even think I've mentioned this before, but when I came out and was like, this is who I am, people started asking me really dumb questions <laughs> or making really dumb assumptions. Mm. Oh, my aunt, is there something else I can help with? Why? Why do you always talk when no one's talking to you? What is wrong with Siri? <laughs> Your Siri does that every time. Every, every single, single time. time. <laughs> anyway. That's so weird. <laughs> my aunt came over and she was having this whole, oh, but are you sure? Oh, but. I can't try and talk you out of it kind of thing, like put doubts in your mind. You know what? That, I, was, I was okay with that. I was like, you talk your shit. I already made my decision. At this point, I hadn't medically started. I mm. just like, told my GP and stuff like that. Then she goes, oh, so what? Like, are you going to get a dick then? I sat there like... <laughs> I I didn't even know what to say. I just looked at her. Mm. I was like, I don't have any words for you. Yeah, I get that. It gets like that, though. I tell you, black parents and... Ay, Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's black mums more so, but... Yeah, that's that's a good way to do it. Just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. Same thing happened when I changed my name. My aunt, another aunt. Oh, you know, you shouldn't change your name. Da, 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 da. At least keep your last name. I was like to her, I have legally already changed my name. All of it. Mm. The whole thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like. Can't hello. really go back on that. No. I mean, you could, but why? I mean, you could, but like, that's the long process as it is. It's silly. But anyway, moving on to the juicy stuff. So, like, as a trans man, I think you, I think you actually said this, but I'm, I kind of missed it. I'm not sure. 
So as a trans man, like what was your, like what was the conception um, process like for you? Uh, he wasn't even planned, honestly. I was on T, didn't even get off T or nothing like that. I found out I was pregnant last three months. Oh, damn. Okay, oh, so then when you got to that point, like wh what was that like for you where you're just like, oh shit, like, or was it like happy days? Like what was... Like, what was, like, your initial thought process? Like, what went mm -hmm. in your mind at that point? Yeah, it was happy, but yet, oh, shit, at the same time. Because I've always wanted my own child. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have three stepkids outside of him or whatever. But, you know, a lot of women are spiteful, so they use that kid against you or whatever. And there's many, many years that I didn't, wasn't able to talk to any of the kids. So just mm -hmm. able to actually have my own child that nobody can take away from me was just, a, I mean, it was like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? I only have seven months because at that time I'm three months. And I was throwing garbage for a living, hopping on on and off the back of the garbage truck. So it's mm. do for work because I know I can't keep doing this. It's not safe or whatever. Yeah. Like I just moved into a place. I'm not like all the way financially like set up to just leave work or whatnot. So I mean, a lot of crap came into play. Like I'm happy, but yet I'm not happy because work. So, because <laughs> it was kind of yeah. like shit. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't have much time, especially when you've just moved into like a new place. It's like I need to be able to afford this place. <laughs> mm. It's like I'm not just thinking of myself anymore. I'm thinking of there's a human thinking for two people. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously on top of that, it's like you're still in an, the initial shock because yeah. if you're yeah. three months, you know, I mean, you're three months gone already. It's like oh. You've kind of got to make a decision of what you're going to do pretty quickly, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at three months, that's like too late to like terminate mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think so. I don't. I don't know what the. I think three. I think three months is too. I think that's too far down. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I, I think it is. I don't know. It, well, are you sure it's like, not up to like 16 weeks? Yeah, I was just about to say because that would only be like 12 weeks. Maybe, maybe, I think maybe like when it starts to get to that three month point, it's like cutting it close potentially. Yeah. Well, and then also I mean, there's probably like a little, like a whole waiting list to do that anyway. Yeah. You've got to wait for the appointment that. and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where you go, it's now or never. But I, I mean, I guess as a trans man, sometimes when that happens and it's unplanned it's kind of like a blessing do you know what I mean because we can't yeah. we can't really if we I mean if we're gonna have kids we have to actually plan it sometimes yeah. and we have to go through the whole stopping tea and stuff like that so I mean I guess when it happens and it's at a time where it's not going to affect you too much it's like this is probably the best outcome because it, it I'd, um, I, don't, I don't know how it was for you, like, in terms of, like, your journey, how did that, like, affect your journey on team? Yeah. Like did you... I was just thinking that, like... Uh, I, immediately, I haven't gotten back on tea because I am nursing. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, I've been off tea, which they don't really bother me, because I've never been, I, I've never planned on being on tea all my life, because the long-term effects are horrible on us unless you get a hysterectomy if you don't get a hysterectomy just our life expectancy and all that's like shortening mm. it affects our body tremendously and that's what they don't tell is how much tea really does affect us <laughs> so i mean i've yeah. never 
being on it, I mean, I pretty much got all the changes that I'm going to get from T. So, I mean, I planned on getting getting off of it at my five-year mark anyways. Oh, okay. Well, shot. I plan to get directed me at the five-year mark, and then six-year mark, I plan on just getting off of it anyways. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that, that that that's kind of like the best case scenario then. Yeah. I mean, you're already at that that stage of your life where you're like, oh, I'm I'm gonna stop soon anyway. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But like, obviously, as like a seahorse dad going through this journey, you you obviously have to go to like the doctors or the hospital or whatever for like checkups and this that and the other. But like. How was that for you as like a trans man? Like, what was your experience like with medical professionals? Oh, okay. So my actual doctor before I ended up delivering him was phenomenal. They they got the right um, pronouns right and all that. Like, I've never had any. I was never uncomfortable. No, nothing. Like, they're phenomenal. And my I was their first trans man even in their facility, carrying a baby and all that. So I mean, I had the top notch doctors. Where came the problem is when I came to delivering him. They had, which mind you, the doctor before delivering him, they did a UA on me every single time I went to the U or went with the doctor or whatever, which is urine analysis, test for drugs. So they mm. did that. It never came back anything in my system. But when it came down to me delivering the baby, I had fentanyl in my system mysteriously, which mind you, I just did a UA three days. Well, it was like a couple of days before. It was that Friday before I had him. I ended up, or that last weekday, I can't remember what it was exactly, but the, within a couple of days span of me delivering him and then mysteriously I had fentanyl in my system and which involves CPS and all that. And I felt like it was, I, I mean, I'm not really the one to assume, but I, I, I honestly personally felt like it was just a vendetta against me because I'm a trans man carrying a baby or whatever. And it just, mm. we're bothered by it because I mean, mysteriously fentanyl, like, out of all things, I never even smoked cigarettes, did drugs or anything my whole pregnancy. But now I'm just yeah. in my system, which opened up a whole CPS case. That's a not protective services, right? Yeah. yeah. But then I had to deal with them for like the first month and a half of me being home with my child. Having to be, uh, I had to have an adult in my house the whole day up until they finally closed the case. I had to do three or four UAs until they finally closed the case. Because supposedly I had fentanyl in my system, which I felt like it was either uh, being a black trans man or whatever the case may be. But I know there mm. was some in it because I've never had anything. I never went through withdrawals. He never went through withdrawals or nothing like that. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like they were just literally trying to set you up. What the fuck? Yeah, 100%. Right. So that was like the only problem I had within that. But I mean, like, even in like the delivery room, like the nurses that I had, they were bomb. Like I have really good doctor team or like nurse team and all that. It was just that one situation that was that made the whole journey just a uh, hectic. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's so that's so just random as well. That's just like, that's so weird. Of, of all things. Of all the things. Like, do you know what I mean? It could, it could have been something small or whatever, but they literally just jumped into the deep end. That to is the extreme. That's Jeremy. very extreme. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but that was like the only like hiccup for the whole journey. But other than that, it was I've never got misgendered. Like I was big. I went from 
100 pounds, 110 pounds to 200 pounds. Like, so I would show no hiding it, no nothing. And I, I still live my life. Like nobody approached me wrong or anything like that. Like it was all, it was all good. That was the next thing I was going to bring up was um, how, like, what was the public reaction? But because you said that, obviously, you weren't trying to hide it or anything like that is even more interesting because it's like, how did or how do you feel like people around you reacted to the fact that, like, oh, he's a man, like he's pregnant. like Right. At first, I was like really really like bothered and I didn't leave my house at all for like the first like when I started showing for like the first month I ain't even gonna lie like I didn't go out so into my head worried about what everybody else is gonna say and when I've got more into TikTok and like talking to people and just getting like really good support it it helped me just say fuck what these people gotta say and just went out wow started living my life because I mean I can't be hidden all day long like it wasn't healthy at all and it just yeah. because I was at home pretty much by myself a lot of uh, more days than less and it was just it was bothering and in the time it just felt like I was in a jail cell so then I started getting out of the house a little bit more but there was like a lot of dysphoric days but it wasn't too bad yeah I mean the thing is with that, like, you feel dysphoric, but, I mean, as soon as people get used to trans men being pregnant and men yeah. getting pregnant yeah. too, it's one yeah. of those things where when it's more visible, people kind of get a little bit more used to it. But you, the first thing you're going to think is no one's going to no one's gonna be used to it and everyone's going to judge or everyone's going to have these kind of, like, misconceptions about me and things like that. But it's good that you kind of got out there because I'm, I feel like some some people don't go outside for a lot of their pregnancy and they stay inside for the majority of it. Mm -hmm. So at least at least you did go outside at some point because um, that would have been a massive detriment to your health, yeah. mental health as well. Yeah. And then once I realized like, I've got to be, because you don't really see too many trans of color, like really like showing their pregnancy and all that. Mm. I realized how much people I was really helping by just publicizing it and all that. And that's another thing that helped me just get out there. Cause I mean, we've got to normalize it. Somebody's got to be that advocate and normalize it. So I was like, let me be that, let me be that person. So that's another reason why I was like, bump it. Let me just be out and proud about it. Yeah. I mean, I got so many other trans men hitting me up, just thanking me and just their parents are hitting me up. So, I mean, that's why I've just been a lot more vocal and just been sharing my journey a lot more just because I know at the end of the day, I'm eligible to help somebody else regardless of how I feel sometimes. I got to keep on going because I know at the end of the day, it's opening the eyes to a lot of people that don't know nothing about our lifestyle or anything like that. So just normalizing carrying a baby and chest feeding because so many people rush their transition because they don't see anything like this. And I, I, I want a lot of trans men to just slow their transition down and really take into consideration that it's either best to have a child because you never know. Yeah, you may have that partner or whatever that is willing to carry that child, but you never know if that relationship is going to last forever and or if you're going mm. to be a forever. So it's better to just say fuck it and carry your child because you know for a fact you will be able to be there every step of the way and can't nobody tell you if you can or can't. Yeah. Yeah, because it's your child, isn't it? Regardless. Yeah. Do you know what? That's a really good point. 
that's I feel like there are some people out there that need to hear that message in terms mm. of like slowing down and just really thinking about these kind of things because I don't know how it works in America but out here um sort of when you get onto the gender identity clinic or if you go private like Cole and I did um before you start the hormones they I don't know if I don't know how gender care does it but with gender sorry I don't know how gender GP does it like your one but with gender mm. care before um I started the endocrinologist asked me what your plans are and whether you want to have surgery. yeah just not even like what my plans are they asked me if I wanted to be considered no it wasn't even the endocrinologist it's the step before that so that they knew what to pass on to mm. endocrinologist they asked me if I wanted to be considered for gamio storage I don't know why they call it but it's basically the egg storage if I wanted to be considered for that. And I kind of said that I did, but at the same time, I didn't. Because if I had said yes at the time, I would have had to pay for that. Have you mm. looked at the prices? It's expensive. It's high. No. <laughs> I was like, where am I going to get this money from? <laughs> mm. Like oh. I said to them, take like, I'm considering it. So put it down. Then I went and saw the price and I was like, forget about it. <laughs> Especially because I went private. Whereas, again, this new gender identity clinic for the East of England, um, they told me if I go into their service, it will be like NHS. So I can get everything for free, including top surgery. This is why mm. I haven't been posting my GoFundMe and stuff like that, because I'm like, pause because I might actually be getting it done for free. But yeah. they, they again brought up Gamio storage. But then it then made me think, I was like, oh shit, hold on a minute. This is now on the table for free. So <laughs> for free and they can store it for up to 10 years. And I was like, wow, I might have to do that, you know? Mm. Because, I mean, just come off of tea for a bit, store some eggs, and then see what happens kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas I know so many people that have not taken that option, have gone down all of these different routes, so many people that have transitioned like really young, excuse me, and didn't give themselves the option of any of that stuff. They were just like, no. Ooh, yeah, because they've already, they've already had the whole... They've done everything. Ta- everything's everything taken out, everything, yeah. It's like, so they have no choice. Yeah, they've had top surgery, had the history, done all of this. And I'm thinking, shit, man, how long have you been on tea? Oh, I've only been on tea for a year. And it's like, a year in it. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, but- whoa, you made this decision so fast. Like, I understand that everybody is different, but I just feel like there are some people out there that feel like they have to rush things. Yeah, I mean, especially when it's on the NHS, it's kind of like they do prompt you to get everything done in the first year. So that I don't understand why. I don't know. I don't know. Transphobic in a way. Mm-hmm. I understood it. it. It's sickening to me. Like, yeah. yeah. Like when you really think about it, it's kind of transphobic because it's like, hold on. Also, I had start hormones and then get rid of everything within a year. Why? Because society, they, they're, they're living up to the expectations of what society has painted for them. Mm-hmm. But many people. That you're not fully trans until you get a surgery and blah, everything blah, blah, blah. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
people get into their head and like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a man until I get the surgery, blah, blah, blah. So you don't need a damn surgery. Our, our parts do not define us. Yeah, our parts don't define us. Because if if you see me walking down the street, if you never never seen me publicize my journey or nothing like that, you'd see a man, and that's it. You don't know what the hell is in my pants. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What do I? Or like, and then they rush these surgeries and end up getting a botched surgery because they didn't look into the yeah. doctor. They yeah. didn't do. The, they didn't look at everybody else that's been there. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's crazy. It is really crazy. I have seen this. Like I've seen people. Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like more so. I've seen this in America than I have in England, where. Someone's just started medically transitioning and then like a couple months after that, top surgery, this and that. And I'm just like, you're literally yeah. like 18. Like, like the, the <laughs> time span for NHS when you start T is like you get top surgery like two to four months. And then after like six to eight months, you get bottom surgery. Mm-hmm. And you, it'll blow your mind how many people have reached out to me saying they regret that they rushed their transition because now they want to have a baby and they can't. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, though, but it's it's just one of those things where society thinks that all transitions should be as quick as possible, but really a transition should be in your own time and when you feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. Because I remember for, before I started tea, I was like, I want everything done in a year and blah, blah, blah. But then now I'm like, if I had done that, I'd be like, why did I do that? I'd probably regret it. Yeah. Same. Right. I wanted I wanted things pretty quick. With me, it was more so wanting to get top surgery, like, kind of quick. But that was literally only because when puberty hit me, like, you know, assigned um, gender at birth, mm. it hit me, like, one, way too early in life. And, like, it just felt like everything, like, grew so big overnight. So, for me, it was kind of like, I'm done with having these big old things on my chest. I need them gone. Like, fam, I think when the last time I got measured, it was like, um, I don't know, what was it? Double G or some shit like that? So mm. I was like, please free me. <laughs> free me. This is too much. So for me, top surgery has always been like at the top of the list in terms of like, I want it done like now, 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 now. Yeah. These things cost money. So there has not been no top surgery just yet, but I'm just, I'm waiting. I honestly didn't need top surgery until I got pregnant with him. Before him, I, I was walking around without a shirt on, all that. I, I never had a top hat. But mm. now, top surgery is in the equation. But I don't want to get it until I go to the gym and build up that pectoral and all that still. And then I plan on doing top surgery. That's if it doesn't reduce because testosterone, after you're on it for X amount of time, it does reduce the size. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. As long as you're... Yeah. Uh, workouts and all that at least build your pectoral especially yeah. being you want to build that pectoral because then they're just dropping it off and then that's when you want to go to the gym and then once you go to the gym your pecs are going to be like way up here versus where they need to be mm. so honestly 
you haven't had top surgery, my biggest suggestion to everybody, regardless of what your size is, go to the gym. You may not see that pick or whatever because you're bigger, but you will when it comes to having surgery because they know where to at least have your surgery done at. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people, like if you've seen so many of these top surgeries, they look messed up, especially once because then now they're now they've got that confidence to go to the gym. Now they're hitting the gym and now their pecs are offset of where they should be at. Like it just doesn't mm. look so no matter what your size is, go to the gym at least for a year. And my recommendation, hit the gym for a year, build up your pecs and then get top surgery. Don't rush it because you will regret it after you have surgery. Yeah, that makes sense. That because it kind of gives the surgeon a guide to where it should be. That might, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That does no. make so much sense. You may not see it because you're bigger chested. Yeah, but you will once you end up chopping them off. Like, damn, I should have listened. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a really good point. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, now that you're chest feeding, would you say it makes you feel dysphoric or you just want to have top surgery because they've grown? Um, dysphoric to a certain extent, just because now I got it. But mm. then I, once I, when I go to feed them, it's like, it's a good thing that I never had top surgery because I feel like this is the best way to feed them, especially yeah. with formula shortage and all this and that. So, I mean, not really, not as much. At first, like during the pregnancy and all that, I was just fork as shit because it's like, damn, I don't have a chest anymore. Like now, now you kind of know what I was previous to the whole transition and all that. But mm. then now that I'm feeding him, it's like, fuck him. I got it for a reason. I mean, they're cis men that got bigger chest than what I got. So bump it. Facts. For real. For Big real. facts. Big <laughs> motherfucking facts. I have seen some cis men. There's this guy I came across recently. And I was like, do you know, it? I was really struggling because I was like, is, I was like, is this a trans woman? Or is this, like, I was like, I'm so confused because he's so pretty. Mm. Like he is so pretty. And he shaves his face. So he's giving like extreme baby face. Mm. He's got a chest as big as mine. And I was like, I was like, no, I need to investigate just a little bit more. And it's really, really funny because I saw this on like my burner Twitter account. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm too invested. I stayed on this man's page for a while, just looking at everything. Cause I was like, I'm really confused. Mm. But no, it's, he's a cis man. He just has um he he named it. A lot of a lot of cis men um have this uh it's like a condition or whatever where they have like proper breast tissue mm. and like their chest can like come out quite big and then majority of people just go to the gym and you know it's all good. But this guy has like boobs like yeah no other way for me to describe it and i was really confused i was genuinely from the bottom of my heart really confused and i don't think he's english so that's where i was struggling as well because i was like i'm trying to look for pronouns i'm trying to look for something and then there was a post or whatever about and i was like oh okay 
and in like all of the pictures and stuff he doesn't wear a bra he doesn't like wear any kind of support he just lets it hang well i mean some some trans no not some trans some cis men have big chests after they go to the gym anyway like their pecs literally grow and i'm like wow well, does it not like like when they're running and stuff like do you reckon they feel it now because they didn't feel it before so they would have felt like some sort of yeah jiggle and like you know what I, mean? I know what you mean <laughs> i know exactly what you mean but it's just it's it's just interesting it's just yeah it's it's yeah. so they this just goes to show more so on the fact that there isn't like one way to be a man yeah 100% there isn't like society makes it out like to be a man you got to do this you got to do this. there there's no one way to actually be a man mm. like, there's no one way to be anything no but yeah society makes you feel like oh you got to do this and be like this and fit into this certain box and yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got any more questions, Cole? No, I, th I think I think that's everything. Everything's been summed up very well. Yeah, and um, hopefully, you know, the message gets to people, and people can take quite take a bit, their time, take a bit from from this because I definitely took yeah. some away from this. I'm just yeah, like, for oh, real. So you I'm know going to the gym way. now. I'm just gonna run to the gym as quick as possible and just. Yeah, if you haven't had top surgery, that'd be even before top surgery, after top surgery, work the hell out. Mm. Like, where, and where could like, you... before I got on T, like, you, I, I did have somewhat of a chest, but it wasn't ever that big. I mean, maybe an A, maybe a B, but I worked out and worked out and worked out for a year and was on T for a year. I didn't have anything. Like, I got videos on TikTok. I ain't have nothing. Mm -hmm. but i mean of course trust the process and mm -hmm. don't rush mm -hmm. and just uh, determination is key work the hell yeah, out where you might not even need the double incision like if you work out enough and do that like the smaller kind of chest but if you work out long enough and not rush the process you might be lucky and do keyhole because mm -hmm. they do testosterone and working out it slims it down drastically like you decrease on size. Even the bigger chested ones drop at least a size or two. Yeah. Are hardcore in the gym and tightening it up. Yeah. Yeah. So there you yeah, go, I everyone. Have... Go and work on your chest and do some press ups or something. Yeah, man. I do have like a workout plan thing that I got um from someone, another trans guy actually. And um yeah, I just need to continue with that, I guess. Mm. Especially like the pushing side of things, like the chest pressing and stuff like that. Just need to go ham on that one, and yeah, get there. But yeah, I took a, I took a lot away from this, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate you coming on here, and we we've learned a lot. Really, I feel yeah. like everyone else has got something to take away from this. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Like your TikTok, your socials. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you can. Most of my whole pregnancy journey is on TikTok, TransKing30. Uh, I started using Instagram. I really don't have a whole, whole lot on Instagram, but it's Tanias Posey. 
on Instagram, but you're more than likely able to catch me either live or all my like information within my videos on TikTok, Trans King Thirty. That's where you find me at. All right, cool. cool. I know. Oh, and if it's not also B I G O B G O, uh, but over there it's Trans King Thirty One. I just started getting active over on that app. But oh, between wow. apps, you're eligible to catch me live just about every day. Cool. Cool. Well plug everything in the caption and everyone can have a look at your tiktok and follow you on tiktok yeah all right sounds like a plan i appreciate y'all having me on of course we've loved having you for real but yes i'm going to do the outro call let's not even fight about it because you always fuck this shit up okay well you do it then (laughs) i wasn't even gonna attempt attempt good but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. And of course, in true Kazil and Cole style, we forgot to say use the hashtag at the beginning of the podcast. So go back and listen to it again <laughs> and use the hashtag. I swear one day we're gonna get it right. One day we're gonna get everything right in the episode. I doubt it. I doubt it too, but I'm trying to have a bit of faith. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's what we're doing here. We're gonna lie. But yeah, (laughs) but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. And again, you know, apologies for being away, but you know, life be life in, and I know life is life in for a lot of people as well at the moment. However, we are going to try our very best to stay consistent. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Catch you next week. See ya.